0: This podcast is presented by 323 Entertainment. You can find this show and more wherever you stream podcasts and music. And while you're there, please follow, rate, and review. And if you want to help us continue to grow and get better while also getting exclusive releases and free merch, please support the 323 on Patreon at patreon.com slash 323 read. You can subscribe for as little as two dollars. Two dollars. That's patreon.com slash three two three read p a t r e o n dot com slash three two three r e i d. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. To the 323, I am your host, Reed Murphy, joined today by the lovely, beautiful, sometimes coming to you live from an ATV, Scott Elia. Not today. Uh Uh-oh, yeah, there we go. I I parked that bitch outside,
1: I said, you stay out here.
0: (laughs) Everybody sounded like, some, except for Zoo, everybody sounded some type of either... Clicky audio wonky, or uh, you know, Barry Bloom of Sportico literally almost coughing a lung out.
1: I I, I did, I did catch that, and I had a nice little chuckle in the car.
0: (laughs) I felt for my guy, (laughs) but we're all doing all right. We're still working through, you know, audio stuff as we're trying to be a visual show at the same time. So we'll get it figured out and you'll be with us on the journey as we become, you know, rich and all powerful and rivaling Pat McAfee and shit.
1: Well, you know what, if they don't like it, maybe they, you know, should like and subscribe and check out the Patreon. Maybe they should, uh, you know, if they want to have us have better quality, they can invest in the show and we can, you know, get some better stuff.
0: It's true. You invest in the show. You support the show. Shit. Might be able to get a new laptop that will, you know, actually function decently when we're supposed to go on time.
1: Right. Okay. I mean, I'm the poster child. I mean, I invest in the show and look, I got, I get my own spot. Look at him. Look at him. You it could be good. here.
0: Eventually, I have to get you a mic.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, but that's all the beginnings. It's a lot of beautiful stuff. But speaking of Pat McAfee, how do you like him on? Have you seen him on College Game Day yet?
1: Yes, and I love the energy that he brings. It is the perfect pick that they could have had on a college
0: game day. He's definitely there to, like, replace Corso at some point. Oh,
1: well, that's the thing. It's like, Corso is definitely, like, in the twilight of his years, and I think they're trying to make that change, but I think Desmond Howard just really isn't bringing what Corso brings, and I think Pat McAfee has such a cult following behind him, especially with those in college and college football world. That it's it's going to bring the viewership.
0: Yeah, well, I think it'll be great. I I wonder how the rest of them feel. Like Herbie's fine. Kirk Herbstreit's all. Oh, he, all good. Oh, he, he don't cares. care. He's getting
1: a paycheck. He don't care.
0: Well, he's got his air conditioned suits too. Like they treat him <laughs> royal. But the other guys, like who's that? Uh, uh David Pollock, the linebacker. I think he got scooted right off the set for McAfee. I think McAfee got his spot.
1: Good. Screw him.
0: Yeah. he will be all right. I saw you drifting off. You were floating off anti grass. Right. See, if I'm not if I'm not on an ATV,
1: I'm in space.
0: <laughs> well, we got a quick pre-game. It's well, I guess not. I, can you call it a pre-game show if it's like a day before any of the games start? I guess it's a pre Yeah, it's still pre-game. Pre-game. Yeah. Fuck you, society. I'm, we're pre game vocabulary for release What
1: do you want for me? Black yeah. Matriarch candidate? Like what the fuck? <laughs>
0: we have some college football previewing to do we have some ricks versus gricks we have the calvin ridley memorial uh betting slip which we'll figure out how that went or where when and where exactly it went wrong because i'm assuming it didn't cash out no uh next time we got it today we got it today i think this is the one with our picks, if you came to hear the update, so far this year, we've done one week of picks. I am up four to two. I went four and two last week. Scott went three and three. So there's... Yay. it's a It's a close race. We'll see how we do throughout. But first, before we get into Scott's college football preview, I wanted to see if this video has come across you at all. And it is Big Ten Coaches talking about who they think would play them in a movie. Oh, I've not seen this and I'm very excited. I want you to see this. I want you to look at these guys and just see how highly they think of themselves. Maybe it's great to have this kind of confidence, but holy shit with some of the castings they go with here. Oh boy. Um, I don't know. The guy from Bloodline and Friday Night Lights Back in the day, Kevin Costner. I think I passed that now. Tom Cruise. I was a big Top Gun fan. There you go. Jason Statham. I'm gonna go with Brad Pitt. <laughs> I've always wanted to be Brad Pitt. Just because we look similar as Brad Pitt. Denzel Washington. <laughs> Tom Hanks. Forrest Whitaker. I heard that uh, we're doppelgangers. We Got to go with Keegan Michael Key. Um, but he's done it before. They would never do a movie about me. <laughs> 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 the
1: honesty the honesty from him i think that was the wisconsin um yeah
0: coach. that was the, that was poor like Paul that. Chris, head coach of wisconsin
1: there were a couple in there that i could see but some of them were just very much a reach and have yeah. no business being
0: that pick jim harbaugh going brad pitt that's that's feeling yourself quite a bit oh, isn't
1: yeah. well, oh well well The Harbaugh mentality, like he—that does not—that didn't shock me that he said Brad Pitt,
0: right? And I mean, I'm sure he felt himself as kind of a Brad Pitt sort when he was, you know, starting quarterback in the NFL. He's probably, yeah, and he could have, you know, maybe had some Brad Pitt vibes back then, but right, eh, not right now, not right now, no, I don't like it. All right, fuck off, fuck off, Jim, fuck off, Harbaugh, fuck off, Michigan. Let's get into a little bit of college football preview that we still. Don't have a theme for, but we do have trombone music, and it's something I wanted to just throw into the show here. It's the new Wii, it might not be Wii new, but some Wii or not Wii Nintendo Switch. Holy shit, I dated myself a little bit. It's one of the first times a Nintendo (laughs) Switch music game, like Guitar Hero, sort of, but this is with trombones, and good god, they sound great so. This is Scott's college football preview with a little trombone theme going on behind. It. Oh, you're cool! Wow,
1: this is so fitting. I love it. All right, we're well, just gonna kick into it. Just a couple games to highlight going into week uh, week now four of the college football world. Uh, I think the game of the week and the game to watch. Is number five Clemson uh, up at number 21 Wake Forest? Reed, there are seven
0: 3 and 0 teams in the ACC right now. Would you have thought that? I saw some, there's some record to that. There's some record that it has not been done, that that has not forever really occurred. And yeah, literally ever. It was no, 2-0 because when you a certain amount of time, 3 0, holy shit because I mean, when
1: you think ACC, you think basketball. You don't think football. So it's, it's really eye-opening. Um, five of those sevens are in the Atlantic Division, both home to Clemson and Wake Forest. So this has huge future college football playoff and ACC title implications. So this is going to set the tone for the rest of the year for the ACC. Um, another marquee matchup to watch is number 20, Florida, at number 11, Tennessee. Tennessee is looking great this year. Florida is now 2-1 of the year under the first year's uh, reign of Billy Napier. They cannot afford to lose another game in the very, very tough SEC. So, watch out for that. Um, this is one game that I'm going to be watching. Uh, number 10 Arkansas at number 23 Texas A&M. First and foremost, fuck Jimbo Fisher, the head coach of Texas A&M. He can lose That's every game always, for rest his career, and I will never will care.
0: Always say fuck Jimbo Fisher.
1: Right, um, but the reason why Arkansas is ranked number 10 this year. K.J. Jefferson is one of the top quarterbacks, not only in the SEC, but in college football. Raheem Sanders is actually the number one rusher right now in the SEC. Three of the top five in sacks in the SEC are in Arkansas. The number one um, number one in interceptions in the SEC is in Arkansas. Um, top five in tackles is in Arkansas, so they have a very stout defense and a very dangerous offense, so watch that. Um, one that I don't really care about, but I'm interested to see if Lincoln Riley can keep his foot on the gas to bring a once-proud USC program back into the fold. is number seven USC at Oregon State. They are both 3-0. and oh, um, And honestly, college football is better with programs like USC being Taylor successful. Is looking good. Yeah. Is looking really good. No, we can all see why he followed Lincoln Riley to Southern California. I mean, who would rather live in Norman over L.A.? Let's be honest. Come on now. Um, and Reed, I got a question for you.
0: What was your question? What
1: month is it right now?
0: What month is it right now? You cut off for a second. It is. What month is it? September.
1: It's not March.
0: No, it's not March.
1: Because you would swear there's a March Madness game going on this weekend with non-ranked Duke versus non-ranked Kansas, both three and zero. For the first time in what feels forever, I mean, this is the first time that Duke's going to have a chance of going four zero since Daniel Jones was there back in twenty eighteen, and this is going to be the first crack at a you know a near perfect start for Kansas. It's like two thousand and nine. Who would have thought? No, I wish College Game Day would go there. That would be pretty sweet.
0: I like them um, when they go different places and you know traffic. Yeah, goes. it was really fun seeing them at App State last week, and then App State having that fucking miracle of a Hail Mary at the end of the game yep. to keep it going. Yeah. I mean, I
1: think that's good for college football is to shine the light on a lot of those smaller schools and you no know, schools that aren't really at the national level like App State is or Kansas or um, they, and I think the people in those areas appreciate it a lot more. I think when they go to the, the usual Miami, LSU, Oklahoma, Texas, it kind of, Loses its luster after a while. So, I good on college game day for stepping outside the box for a change. And last, but certainly not least, my game of the week: non-ranked Boston College at non-ranked. So, oddly enough, Florida State University, who's now three and zero on the year after coming back and winning against
0: Louisville last week. Florida State isn't ranked. We are not ranked currently. That's wild.
1: Uh, yeah, and if you remember what I said a little bit ago, Florida is still t- is still ranked twentieth at, at two and one. And Miami is still ranked right now, also a two and one. Uh, you know, I'd like to say there's some disrespect on there, but hey, we have been out of the fold for six years or so. So we got to prove that we belong. Um, I think this game would really help solidify getting back into the top 25. We would need a huge game and, you know, just really beat the bricks off BC. Um, still some key injuries out there Jared Verse, uh, defensive lineman transfer from Albany, and then Jordan Travis, our starting quarterback. Mike Norvell, head coach, is being really close chested um, as far as like updates on the injury. Of course, you don't want to give your opponent any kind of leg up on the situation. You want to make sure they prepare for everything. But if for whatever reason, if Jordan Travis does go down, you know, I'm confident in Tade Rodmaker, um, he's the, the backup quarterback who came in last week. Um, he did a really, really solid job to seal that win. Um, it's just we need that win to keep up in a very competitive ACC that we just kind of talked about
0: two things with it. Miami lose. it's one thing to lose to Texas A&M and I guess you can make arguments Texas A&M they lost to App State the week before. Uh right. who did App State lose to? North Carolina. That yeah. you can go down this you know rabbit hole of it. But the fact that they go to Texas A&M after that week loss uh and then can't even put up a touchdown. I think right. I got about 25, 26 first downs for a whole it was a bad performance there. And I would have thought that they would have fallen off the rankings and FSU could get in there. But right. I guess it is a political thing. I mean, what are your thoughts on these rankings during this during the actual season?
1: I don't pay too much attention to them because at the end of the day it doesn't really matter because you know the college football playoff committee is gonna vote whoever they want to get in there. Exactly. And um if you and if you missed it um this week, they actually announced that they're gonna be moving to a twelve team format here soon. Uh, opening up from four to 12, which I think that would be really good for college football in multiple different ways. Um, It's kind of giving that. Cause a lot, a lot of these players won't play bowl games because they don't see the necessity in doing so and risking, you know, their livelihood going out there. But if you're opening it up from four to 12, a lot of those teams that are going to be going into the 12 team format, they would have just had regular bowl games and they wouldn't have been competitive, but this is going to bring a lot of um, a lot of eyes on everything. And yeah, that's really the only impressive win I just saw about. Yeah, Miami's ranked 13th right now. They're two and one. Yes, they beat Texas A and M, or no, Texas A and M beat them last week. But their only two wins are against Southern Mississippi and with Frank Gore Jr. And then their Week One win was against Bethune Cookman.
0: Yeah, and who gives a shit about Bethune Cookman? Of Right, course Miami it didn't win that game.
1: Right. I there. Like I said, there's no rhyme or reason. Because I mean, they got a. It's the AP that votes on all this kind of stuff. But hey,
0: I'm going to be curious to see them as they go into the, you know, a little deeper into the season as they get some more actual well, step- position,
1: right? And I mean, Miami's playing. I mean, Miami's ranked, I think, 25th right now. They're ranked 12th last week, but they're ranked 25th now. But they're playing Middle Tennessee this week.
0: Well, look to keep them, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> there. <laughs> It's going to be a fun college football week. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you for that preview, sir.
1: Oh, you're welcome. uh.
0: All right. So moving from college football to pro football, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for your favorite prognostication. The way that you lose or make money, actually, because we, you know, between the two of us, I was four and two, he was three and three. You would have made some money if you just went with our picks. You know, besides the fucking commanders, but screw them. More on them later. It's time for Ricks versus Grix. Life. Death. Time. Space. Forget everything you think you know. Put your money on the line. It's time for Ricks. Versus Grix. Grix? Oh. It is time for those Ricks versus Grix. Reed's picks versus, well, it was Griffin's picks, but it's Scott's picks. Scott is now the Grix. Scott the Grix. Elia is like ready it. to make these picks. You're like uh, the bear on Scott Van Pelt's show in the college game day. Oh, God. You got all these. <laughs> All these gamblers, (laughs) all these gambling things, they always have like weird names. The Goose, the Grease Man, now the Grick. Now the Grick, the the next great one. Next great one. All right, our first game up, we have Baltimore Ravens coming off of a shocking loss, shocking comeback loss to the Miami Dolphins. Heartbreaking loss. Baltimore is one and one. They will be going to New England. The Patriots are one and one. Just beat. No, did they just beat the Steelers? Yeah, they beat the Steelers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, uh, they will be playing in New England. Baltimore is a two and a half point favorite. Scott, who do you have?
1: Uh, I am going with New England with this game. Uh, Baltimore still banged up. Um, reports are Jack, uh, Lamar Jackson, he you know, injured his elbow. He practiced today, but I mean, there's still a chance or he might not play this week. Um, either way, the reason why I'm picking New England is because they've only given up two touchdowns so far this season. And they've we played respectable. That? Yeah, they've only given up two touchdowns all year so yeah. far. And it's not like they're playing very mediocre offenses. They played Miami week one, and we saw how right. dangerous they were, could be last week against Baltimore. And then they only gave up one last week to Pittsburgh, who has, still have a you know respectable offense.
0: Well, yeah, I guess, yeah. I guess thinking about that, you can never doubt Bill Belichick really on defense. No matter what they were going to give up, you know, they have Judon. Uh, even when they lost J.C. Jackson, seems like Belichick always has another corner mm-hmm. ready to step up and make that defensive backfield dangerous. I do not doubt New England's defense, but I am going to continue to doubt their offense. I, I hate I – I like Mac Jones, but I hate what they do at receiver in New England. Like right. – Continue to rely on Jacoby Myers, who's good. He's decent. They have uh, Kendrick Bourne is still there. Their biggest Mm -hmm. acquisition was Devontae Parker from Miami, Mm -hmm. who became the odd man out there. And Mm -hmm. I believe had one catch in week one and no catches this past week in week two. Yeah. It's it's rough. They have the tight ends and Hunter Henry and... um, the Janu Smith from Tennessee, Mm -hmm. but they're no Gronk and Hernandez. Uh, Mm -hmm. I just don't trust New England's offense. I know Baltimore's defense is beat up, but I still expect them to try and rebound. They're going to feel like shit after that Mm. game, after that game against Miami. I could see the offense. I can see Lamar continuing to just go on an MVP streak, even if he's a little battered up. So give me Baltimore in that game. Hmm. Game two, we have the Detroit Lions. Those motherfuckers. One and one, coming off a big win against Washington. Very impressive win. They will be going to Minnesota against the Vikings, who are also one and one after a certified Kirk Cousins kind of primetime loss. Primetime Kirk. I mean, he's damn near Andy Dalton, the new Andy Dalton. <laughs> Minnesota Vikings at home are 6 point favorites. The Detroit Lions, they have had a uh, had some controversy this week. A little bit. It came, no, came out of nowhere. There was a feel good story about their uh offensive tackle and quote unquote every man Dan Skipper Lions social media was circulating everybody was feeling good but before even national media could jump on it, 49ers defensive end Eric Armstead jumped in on Instagram and said and accused the Lions player of racist behavior and saying the n-word. So uh I don't know, before we pick how how do you think the Lions in the NFL should handle this versus how they'll actually handle it? Well,
1: we we've all seen time and time again that the NFL is just inept of handling things the correct way and with this, I don't think there really is a correct way. I think it should be handled internally. You know, have the lines figured out, do your your due diligence, make sure what's really going on. I mean, and there was even like in, in the Twitterverse, I mean, there's people coming out saying that like those two have never even played a snap against each other ever.
0: That's what I've seen, which is really. So it's weird. like, how are
1: you going to come out with allegations when you've never even played with them at that right. point, you know? And like with me, and I'm sure me and you are in the same exact boat, um, any kind of form of racism needs to be treated extremely seriously but you know time and time again we see a lot of these false reports coming out you know bubba wallace a couple years back with the garage door pull rope and the fbi find that was there months in advance you know it was never you know racially motivated recently you had the duke byu volleyball controversy right now with byu fans screaming at the duke volleyball player saying you know not tasteful words that coming out stating it's a false allegation um, and then even in a bigger national notoriety, the whole uh, Juicy Smollett false allegation that came out with everything that happened in Chicago. It really is sad when these things happen specifically because it, it, it's almost like a like a, a boy who cried wolf kind of situation. It lessens the impact when, the, when these things actually take place and the seriousness of them, when you start watering it down with things that don't actually happen. I mean, I'm still going to keep a close eye on it and see what actually comes out of it, but it just... It needs to be handled internally. The Lions will do what they need to do. The NFL will do their investigation. They'll contact Eric Armstead to figure out what's going on and go from there.
0: I honestly couldn't agree any more with what you said. It is such a sensitive and delicate topic to handle with this. And all those examples you brought up, even the most recent one just last week was D.C. United versus Inter-Miami. They had to stop the game for about 10, 15 minutes. Because one of the inner Miami players went to the ref and was telling them one of the DC United players called them the N word, and was saying it out there on the field. They had to go through a whole bunch of different channels, Jeez, they had to go through security channels, to figure out what was said, what happened. They ultimately couldn't, you know, come to a conclusive thing that he said like that a definitive, you know? indicit, right, right. Not even other Miami players could, you know, corroborate what he said. It. and it's hard sometimes, and. As we said, Eric Armstead hasn't played, actually, against Dan Skipper. You may have heard this from other guys, which right. then becomes kind of reckless to throw that out there, unless they're Yeah, it's all hearsay concerned. at that point. Right, but with the way NFL Films is, and we had this with Miles Garrett and uh, Mitch Trubisky back mm-hmm. a couple of years when the helmet incident happened. You have NFL Films out there. Half of the team is mic'd up. Usually, you're going to hear something, and a lot of times, like that dinger video that we've played in the past, you mm-hmm. hear something that isn't actually what it is. And yeah, of course, I know as a black man and one who's been called the word, and one who's also thought he's been called the word other times, or thought that I've heard it. Mm-hmm. You're sensitive. Our ears are highly tuned. Oh yeah, the- absolutely. And everything and. You know the action that's going to come immediately after, and we also have to think about when you're throwing that accusation at somebody. You're really, you're really fucking up like a white dude or white woman's potential career reputation. Right. Everything when you throw that accusation, so you have to be very careful to then even think about your own reputation if it comes back that that wasn't said, and you'll be called a mm-hmm. liar. Jesse Smollett, with that situation, so. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that's handled. Uh, right. Who's going to win the game?
1: <laughs> you know what? I am. I'm. I'm going to buy. I'm buying the hype this week. I'm going with Detroit. Minnesota's offense looked terrible last week. Uh, Detroit's offensive line is extremely physical, just like how Phillies is. Um, and I am not sold on Kirk Cousins one bit.
0: I mean, Kirk Cousins, as we said. With primetime games is like the mod, the new. <laughs> Andy Dalton. He's also kind of like the new Ryan Tannehill, where we'll go what like eight, seven, eight years and continue to ask every season: Is he the guy? Can he? Can is, he, he is he? Is he? Is he?
1: And and he still be, keeps getting all these guaranteed contracts. He still is getting paid tens and hundreds of millions of dollars, guaranteed money.
0: Kirk is what Sam Bradford could have been. if uh, if he had stayed healthy kirk is that perfect average quarterback to where and i and i've argued this to my mom when she was a washington fan and it's why i didn't want him to leave because kirk is somebody that is not great he's good he's predictable you know what you're going to get and a lot of times he's going to fuck you over with it he's going to throw Used to piss me off because it would happen every other game. He would throw this lazy ball into a flat, and it would always go for a pick six almost every time. The last person running for the ball is Kirk, and Kirk's just perfectly average. He, he's too good for somebody like Kellen Mond, a like Kellen Mond or a Nick Mullins, any of these, mm-hmm. you know, Teddy Bridgewater even to beat him out for starting mm-hmm. quarterback. But he's never going to be. Patrick Mahomes or Josh no. Allen or hell even like Ben Roethlisberger two years ago. No,
1: I mean you hit you hit the nail right on the head. He does just enough.
0: That just said, pass. I'm taking Minnesota. <laughs> oh, oh wow! <laughs>
1: I love the controversy.
0: Minnesota. I love Minnesota <laughs> at home. I really like Minnesota at home. They play really well at home. Um, And that's the other thing about Kirk. Kirk is inconsistent, and that's with the good and the bad. I mean, he has a bad week like he just had where he could have been picked off damn near five times by Darius Slay alone. Mm -hmm. Uh, He usually rebounds the next week, and I can see him doing that against a Lions secondary I don't totally trust with Okuda, who I'm glad he's starting to pick up and he's starting to look better. But uh, I, I just see Detroit kind of falling off a little bit and not being able to stack up against that Lions offense and defense. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have the Philadelphia Eagles, who are 2-0. and They're coming to D.C., unfortunately, to play the Commanders, who are 1-1. and The Eagles, on the road, are 6.5-point favorites. Scott, who do you have? <laughs> Listen,
1: when you live as close as Philly and Washington does, it's really not a road game because me and you no. have both seen that Philly travels really well to, to Washington. So it's really not a home game for Washington. I can see why they're still six-point favorites in Philly. But um I have I'm picking Philly with this. Um I think you know the lack of the pass rush that we're seeing right now out of Washington against a very mobile quarterback in Jalen Hurts. Um, Hopefully, Carson Wentz can bottle his anger and animosity and have like a nice little revenge game against Philly. That would be nice to see. But I mean, we just saw what what happened with Minnesota and Philly last week. I think it's going to be a lot of the same. So I'm, just, I'm I'm taking the favorite with Philadelphia. You're welcome, John.
0: I hate to do it. I hate picking against my team, but I'm also going with Philadelphia. I gotta. Are you go fading with- yourself? You know what? It does kind of help. You pick against the team, so I, and, I, and I'll fuck it. I'll bet against them too. That'll make me feel even better because Washington wins. Screw it. I don't care about that. But if Philly wins, eh, I got some money out of it. I bought the win. I just I think they're gonna eat Wentz up. Like the Eagles and the Philly fans are abnormally hungry to tear Wentz up. This is their first game playing mm-hmm. against them. Um, they have signs lined up down 95 saying Carson we're coming for you can't wait to see a Carson <laughs>
1: like, well it's like I feel bad for Carson especially with, especially with Chase Rulia the starting center that you guys had and watching yeah. with him out right now like it's that's
0: a very scary situation in the interior mm-hmm. yeah so yeah I gotta go Philly there I think they're gonna eat Carson up I don't like I, their defense is really good I really am scared of their defense and Jalen Hurts is killing it lately Oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't trust our defensive backs against A.J. Jefferson and Devontae Smith or uh, Dallas Goddard. It's going to be bad. So, yeah, I'm taking Philly and probably not mm-hmm. watching. Sorry. You're welcome, John. <laughs> Next up, we have the San Francisco 49ers who are 1-1. One and one. They are going on the road to the Denver Broncos. The 49ers are one-and-a-half-point favorites Ooh, closer, I thought, on the okay. road. Yeah, one-and-a-half-point favorites on the road against... It, I keep thinking Denver, when I keep looking at them, it's getting some use... I'm trying to get used to it, that Russell Wilson is the starting quarterback. I keep right. thinking Drew Locke. And I keep thinking it's Drew Locke because they're kind of playing the same way. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett, their head coach, been catching a lot of shit. Uh, you can almost yeah, say he can't, he can't hack it. Apparently (laughs) people are already talking about with how poor his decision making has been uh, with, did you see how he can't, he doesn't know time. He doesn't, he can't go with the play clock to the point that Broncos fans were screaming the, the play clock out to the field. They were. It was like uh, when Giannis was doing free throws and people would oh, yell no. <laughs> the time down to him. That's what they're. No, fancy. I
1: didn't see that. But that's funny.
0: And Russell Wilson being perfect company man. They asked him, "Does that help or hurt?" And he was like, "You know, yeah. it didn't hurt in the moment." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I doubt that Hackett gets fired in the first year unless they really. Mm-hmm you know shit the bed here but unless somebody comes out that they really like outside of him before we make these picks what coaches do you think after these first two weeks look like they're going to be the ones to go ooh
1: yeah so i actually took a when 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 you brought this up to me earlier that this was going to be kind of a topic of discussion this is probably what i spent the most time on today was looking and kind of digging into it a little bit um and I think we might. our list might be the same. Um, I think the first one would probably be Frank Reich right now in Indianapolis. I think he's yes. definitely on the hot seat. Um, I mean, you have an unacceptable loss against Jacksonville. You've had one playoff win in four years. You botched the Carson Wentz trade and zero AFC titles, which is arguably the softest division in all of the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, if he does go, um, I do – I like – brian callahan the oc from cincinnati to go there and bring that offense and try to replicate it there but yeah he'd be uh one person i have on the hot seat a couple other ones Pete carroll i think they're hitting the massive reset button
0: i think he's got to be heading towards retirement or something well i
1: think it's not even just him but then gm john schneider who was hired literally a week after carroll was hired i think they're mm-hmm. also going to get rid of him and just hit like i said just wipe the slate clean across the board. Um, right. I really like Dan Quinn coming back, though, getting another shot at being a head coach. You know, he was the Seattle defensive coordinator during the Legion of Boom
0: years, so I, I really would like that to see, see that happen. He was not a bad head coach in Atlanta. Mm-mm. I will stand by that. He was not a bad head coach. Mm-hmm. He can he can hold it down if you get him a good coordinator with it and a good right. GM, GM under, yeah.
1: right. No, I think that's that Super Bowl that he lost to New England. That was the uh, that was the nail in the coffin. I don't think Atlanta was very forgiving of that. Um, Cliff Cliff Kingsbury, I think, me and you were definitely in agreement there. Yeah, with Cliff Kingsbury. I mean, last year he started what seven and zero last year. And they mm-hmm. ended eleven and six, getting blown out in the playoffs first round, and they got blown out in week one this year. He needs they to got, just go
0: away. They got lucky as hell. The he needs to like go away.
1: <laughs> no, and I think one of their biggest struggles is they definitely need to start focusing more on the defensive side of the ball. Um, D'Amico Ryans, the D.C. from San Francisco, I would love to see stay in that division go to and go to Arizona. That would be pretty sweet. Um, Mike McCarthy, he's been on – you've seen the ride on the wall for
0: a while now. He lowered and, the temperature on his seat a little bit by going for it on fourth down. The rare time. yeah. Of- i just
1: i just think jerry jones he, he never i don't think he really liked that hire i think he was kind of like more or less forced to do it and he's never mm-hmm. going to be the one to ever own up to that i mean you still have champagne to this day being linked to potentially come out of retirement to go back but i
0: yeah as much as that
1: being linked i would i would i think jerry jones he learned his lesson from losing champagne prior to new orleans i think he would rather promote kellen moore to head right.
0: coach and, and not a, lose him a smarter move yeah
1: right um, two more. One, I'm sure you'll have a lot to say on, so I'll get this uh, this next one out the way because it's very quick. Matt Rule, self-explanatory. Oh, yeah, 10 yeah, and 23 I'll... so far in his career. Um the
0: Panthers would... fans have um, been
1: done with Oh, it. yeah. No, he needs to go. He needs to go back to college, especially now with the Nebraska head coaching vacancy. I could see him jumping back. Um, as much as I would love to see Eric Bienemy finally get his shot at being a head coach, I think he's – making more of a personal choice to stay in Kansas City until Reed retires. Because I think Andy Reed's going to retire any any day now. He's getting up there in age. He has a lot of health issues. He's done everything he's wanted to do. And that would be a great stepping stone for the enemy just to stay there. Um, I would love to see Greg Roman go to Carolina, the yes. offensive coordinator for Baltimore. That would be amazing.
0: Love to Christian see McCaffrey. Him. Oh, and Carolina. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Right.
1: Or either way, even they did a, a big old carousel right there, Greg Roman goes to K at the City, BNM goes to Carolina. Like either way that'd be great. Greg Roman's it probably would be the next head coach in the league.
0: As he should be. He's been doing it he's been doing it well for a long time. Even when Sam I remember how great his offense was in San Francisco with Kaepernick. Right. Well,
1: Greg Roman's actually like my biggest want for the next team, and I'm gonna let you sit in your stoke box because my last one to round it out was Ron Rivera and I'm gonna let you just do your thing. <laughs>
0: No, I'm, I'm glad that you brought him up because Commander's social media has been, especially Commander's Reddit, it's been crazy. People aren't necessarily calling for Rivera to be fired yet. Obviously, everybody, just like Zoo, wants to first fight Jack Del Rio, and then they want him fired after that fight. Um, But Ron did definitely sours on some people this week with not only that two-point conversion attempt that he went for, for, I still have no idea. Foolish. foolish. But then really publicly put the blame on second-year linebacker Jamin Davis. Like he put a Wild. lot of blame on him for, I don't really know why. And it wasn't totally his fault. Obviously, the dude is still growing. He's still trying to get mm-hmm. there. But the O line was absolute shit. The play horrendous. calls shit. I don't know where that came from with Rivera. Right. Uh, he's fiercely loyal to his coaching staff. Always has been. I. Mm-hmm. It's going to take something really serious or some pressure from Snyder for Del Rio to actually get fired. Which I can he has see. Lo- he has enough on his, he has enough on his plate to focus on right now. in Dan Snyder. And it's hard with Rivera because he has done so much for the organization. Like he is for the NFL in general. For the NFL amazing. Like he has been an incredible turnaround here. But at the same time, what have we seen in these you know these three years? Obviously we know that this was not a rebuilding project, but it was definitely nothing that you can take. You got Alex Smith with a gnarled up leg when he gets here. This is nothing this is it's a it's a project at the very Mm -hmm. least. Uh, and we made the playoffs the first year, but we made the playoffs by default. We won the mm-hmm. NFC East at 7. That's 30. the NFC East. very tr- was very bad. Trash. And then last year, we looked awful. We looked awful for the most part. And by the third year, you're kind of hoping to see some progress and to see something mm-hmm. really mount up. And you think it might be there in week one against Jacksonville. Uh, but then you have what happened in Detroit last week. And so it's mm-hmm. just going to take a couple more weeks to really see Does Ron need to be on the hot seat? I doubt he actually gets fired this year. Right. But he will definitely be put on notice. I would love to see his powers stripped a little bit. Right. And hire an actual general manager. I think somebody like Ed Dodds from the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, yeah. Bringing him over here as the actual GM to really assemble a team and let Ron just coach and be Mm -hmm. the, the great face and still be the leader but i don't know i don't believe ron should have that belichick style that belichick tom no. power here no. even andy reed no, doesn't no, have that in kansas city so ah, no yeah. that's that's I, why I, I, that's why i, I left really- Ron here at the yeah. end of the list no that's
1: why i left him at the end of the list because like him and like nathaniel hackett like they're like when you're firing up a gas stove you hit the little clicks before the gas actually the fire actually comes on. That's where Ramarbura is at right now in my book. Like it's it's getting there. It it's a, he's a couple seconds away before that fire just catches. But we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you on all this and I'm I will I like all of those and I'll throw one at you. God damn it, I am not getting off of this. I will I'm decided to die on this hill now that they're 0-2. <laughs> Here we go. I know where this is going. Here we go. <laughs> Zach Taylor and those Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, man. Apparently, apparently I didn't publicly say that Zach Taylor was going to be fired last year, but I put my name on it that I did, and they ended up going to the Super Bowl. And I heard you say it. Now, I don't know how you are viewing the Bengals this year. I thought week one was a fluke, but then week two happened against Dallas, and they're still continuing to look kind of bad. It looks like, and maybe they're, you know, Super Bowl drunk, maybe Super Bowl lost drunk, but they are not looking good. The O line still looks awful. Uh, defense is not making nearly as many stops as they should be. Joe Burrow has seemingly hit a wall, but I guess that's, you know, him becoming more national and publicly seen that people, defenses are going to have a chance to plan for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, they continue to lose out and just missing the playoffs won't get him fired
1: but if mm-hmm.
0: they you know go 5 wins or 4 wins i could see him getting the axe even 6 wins if mm-hmm. they believe that they could get like somebody like Sean Payton to come there and you know be a great coach for Joe Burrow what do you think right yeah no i think you were
1: right on all your points that you were saying i think the biggest thing right now that's been the like a struggle for Cincinnati and i don't understand how this keeps i just feel so bad for joe burrow he was sacked seven times week one against pittsburgh and he was sacked sacked six times last week and that's where a lot of that you know those struggles happen because i mean you get hit just once your head's gonna be on a swivel you're gonna be you know making reads too fast you're gonna be thinking correctly like you're being rushed so i think if they were able to actually shore up their offensive line and get that actually firing off all cinder cylinders a lot of that stuff would kind of iron itself out um, I don't think he is really on the hot seat. I think him going to taking the Bengals to the Super Bowl last year was enough to like really buy him a good chunk of time, even mm-hmm. if they do only win five games this year. But um, I think next year would be more or less that season if he were to have the same kind of start this year. Next year, that's when you would really start getting that heat underneath of him.
0: Fair enough. And back to the man that we were talking about, this is exactly his plan. This is exactly what Nathaniel Hackett needs to do. Keep the fire off of him. Just continue to bring up. Well, what about these guys? They've been here longer. Shit, right. I'm. This is my first year. I don't know what I'm doing.
1: Well, it's like, and then how many? How many picks did Burrow throw week one against Pittsburgh? Was it four, four, three, or four? Four. Yep. Okay. I know he didn't throw any last week, but he only had one passing touchdown. I like I said. I think that the sacks are if they
0: were able to get that under control. And four, you know, dudes can request a trade or retire like Andrew Luck. <sighs> I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> this is, long story short, I would not be shocked. See, Nathaniel Hackett did it to us again. We got back to him, and he was like, he deflected. He said, well, how many picks did Joe Bertha? Four. <laughs> you know, they said Nathaniel Hackett, it came out that he never actually called plays in Green Bay. He was their offensive coordinator, but he never actually called plays. The last time he was a play caller was when he was the offensive coordinator for the Jacksonville Jaguars when he got fired. Ew. By Doug Marone Doug Marone. Of all fired. people. Oh of all God.
1: people. <laughs> so
0: that being said, the 10 for Broncos, one and one. San Francisco 49ers, one and one, who've also had some trauma. Poor Trey Lance. We talked about him already. He went down. He is out for the year.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, broken
0: ankle. They said something about him making possibly making a full recovery in you know, eleven to twelve weeks, but they have mm-hmm. ruled him out for the year. Jimmy is coming in. Who do you got here?
1: Um, I think we're both gonna be in agreement here. I'm going San Francisco on the road. I'm not confident in Hackett's play calling ability. It's a very talented San Francisco team on both sides of the ball. Jimmy G's back under center. We saw what he could do. And then more importantly, um they're they're without their top cover man in their defense with Patrick Sertan the yeah. second. Like he's 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 out right now with a shoulder injury. So uh, that's just gonna give Jimmy G and George Kittle and Debo and all everybody on San Fran, you know, enough time to feast
0: uh well you know what give me double fans yeah because we're uh we're in agreement there i'm going san francisco as well i actually think it was kind of unfortunate for trey lance but a blessing in disguise of sort to get jimmy g back as the starter trey lance does not he still doesn't does not look totally ready and it looked no. like they were trying to go all in on them this year to justify where he was He's not gonna be ready no, he, he, needs, he needs a little bit more time, and Jimmy G can lead you into the playoffs and deep into the playoffs, as he showed mm-hmm. last year. Uh, not even deep last year. Took him to a Super Bowl. So, I believe in San Francisco here. They will take down Denver. Second to last game, we have Green Bay Packers, 1-1. One one. Oh, Aaron Rodgers and his ayahuasca. They are taking on... The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and what I believe they're calling the game of the week, supposedly the game of the week, they're playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are 2-0 at home. Bucks are one-point favorites at home, and, I mean, you can speak to this. I'm, I'm sure I know where you're going to go. Brady's played like shit for two weeks on the road. I'll say that. I don't know if you mm-hmm. agree. Like oh, 100% agree. Weeks. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. He's been terrible. Yet, they're still a dominant 2-0. Like, they've been dominating. They have an awesome defense. And now, after the suspension of Mike Evans, who's got suspended again for beating the shit out of Marshawn Lattimore, or yeah, attempting to beat the shit out of Marshawn Lattimore. It's pretty <laughs> it's he's protecting Mike. his quarterback. He, he did what he needed to do. Well, Bruce Arians sent him out there like an attack dog. I don't yeah. even know why Arians was out on the side like the NFL. <laughs> even The NFL was doing the investigation. They put out there, like, hey, you need to keep him, like,
1: back. Put him he's back
0: in his room. To, he's supposed to be <laughs> retired. Why is he out there? Thing, Go get him! <laughs> but they got Evan suspended. Julio Jones is, uh, you know, questionable as he always will be. That yep. he will even when he's retired, he will come on to broadcast. And on the day of the broadcast, he will be questionable. Uh, they signed veteran Cole Beasley, who is the quintessential perfect. Tampa Bay resident uh you know super anti-vaxxer he's a rapper uh it's it's everything yeah Jim rat yeah he's real first guy in last
1: guy out kind of thing
0: real lunch pail kind of guy little streaky scrappy yeah
1: he'll kill you across the middle for quick five yards
0: he's deceptively fast (laughs) he's he's, he doesn't
1: have a lot of top top end speed but he's quick man
0: Caucasian footwork
1: (laughs) <laughs> if, if you if you at home don't know who Cole Beasley is, if you were picking up on our cues, he is definitely white.
0: <laughs> yes, think of it. Yeah, just think Tampa Bay rapper. Think of a Tampa <laughs> Bay artist. It's Cole Beasley. Uh, I always
1: I always think uh, I always think um, James Franco character from uh, a couple years ago. His movie. There was like he was a uh, what the fuck was that movie? It was him like Vanessa Hudgens, and he was just like this white gangster.
0: Kind of guy. Oh, it's gonna bug me. I don't Spring know what the name Breaker. of that movie is. Spring Breakers. Yeah, Spring. Breakers. Yeah, with Selena yep. Gomez too. Um, yeah, exactly.
1: That's what I think of when you start talking. Um, no, I mean you hit the head on. The, you hit the nail on the head with everything. I'm, I'm taking. I'm taking Tampa Bay over this. I mean, it's Brady versus Rogers. It's going to be fun to watch. I just really like Tampa Bay's personnel on both sides of the ball more than Green Bay's. Um, like you said, they added Cole Beasley this week. We're not going to have Mike Evans due to suspension. Julio Jones didn't practice today. Chris Godwin didn't practice today. So we're, the wide receiver room is very thin. Um, I think both teams are going to rely heavily on the run this week. And I just like Tampa Bay's defense against the run.
0: I agree the same. Um, I'm also going Green Bay there. You're going Green Bay? Oh, no, I'm sorry. Tampa Bay. I went with the okay, other good Bay. thing. Okay. The <laughs> Tampa Bay. The Tampa Bay. <laughs> the Tampa Bay. I'm going with Tampa Bay. I don't try. I, Rogers and his receiving core don't like it. I don't like it against Tampa Bay's defense. I don't think it's going. They say one point. I think Tampa Bay is going to beat the shit out of Green Bay, and it's going to look rough, and it's going to propel well, them making a move.
1: Well, and like you said at the beginning of talking about this game, Tom Brady's looked very pedestrian. He's been getting embarrassed on social media all across the board. I think he's going to. He needs a game to go out there and just light a fire under everyone's ass.
0: And I think he'll get that, and he'll, you know, how's Chris Godwin doing? He's, he's still out. <laughs> he's still well, there. It
1: hasn't been really that big of an update. He didn't practice again today, so.
0: Well, he'll be out. Yeah, I think it will be a run-heavy game. Fournette will do well. You want to do a parlay, go ahead. I guarantee throw an Aaron Rodgers interception, maybe two in there. Fumble lost in there. That Tampa Bay defense is going to tear them up. Uh, hopefully Aaron Jones does well, though, for my fantasy team. Take, take the over on rushing yards on Fournette. Put a That's score right. in there for him. Mm-hmm. Finally, the... Well, the 3-2-3, we'll call. The game of the week. Mm-hmm. The Buffalo Bills, who are a... 2-0 seems like an understatement. They're 2-0, but they're beating the shit out of everybody. The Buffalo Bills are 2-0. They're going on the road to the Miami Dolphins. Tua Tagovailoa, who are also... They are 2-0, but... The Bills are five point favorites on the road. The Dolphins are a five point dog at home. Damn. Uh, this is going to be a fun one. I think it's going to be much more fun than, uh, you know, all the sports books are predicting. Scott, and, where are you going here? Boy, do
1: I have a stat for you that's going to blow
0: your mind here in a Hit second. Me. Um, So,
1: like we've kind of talked about earlier on, to a Played out of his mind, brought that team back from way behind to take a take that win against Baltimore. Um, I think that's exactly what he needed to do to prove that he belongs in the league, solidify his spot, his starting role in Miami. Um, Buffalo's secondary is a little banged up right now, um, especially going against a very dangerous Miami wide receiver group and an improved offensive line. And McDaniel is doing a great job coaching down there. I'm taking Miami in the uh, at home. This week Miami. against Buffalo. And would you like to know the stat? Yes. So, and you can go. You can fact check me on this. So, since January of 2021, Miami is 0 and 9 against quarterbacks who do not have the letter O in their last name. <laughs> That's but <its> <laughs> but second half to this one, but. Quarterbacks that do have an O in their last name since January of 2021, they're 11 and 0 since that same point. Josh Allen doesn't have an O in his last name. Last, I was going to say, I, I think they're going to. Gonna, I think this is the game they break the streak. I think this is the game they break the streak.
0: That is a hell of a stat. <laughs> that is, you are just coming in with the stats of the day, just topping yourself every appearance. Oh my goodness! I know. I
1: don't know how I'm going to do it next week.
0: Oh, man. I was hoping that I would feel brave enough to take Miami here. I really want to take Miami. I Josh Allen, as great as he has become, I still remember how shitty he was his first year. <laughs> Even first two years, arguably. Um, I don't necessarily like him playing against Xavier Howard. Especially if Gabe Davis can't be fully healthy, it's looking like he'll be a go. Stefan Diggs obviously is going to get the majority of Xavier Howard, and I think he can handle him for a mm-hmm. decent amount. And you can make an argument that it's going to be hot in Miami, maybe a little too hot mm-hmm. for the of Bills, but that also hasn't really been a problem for them playing in Miami in the few years. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the Bills are just a little too dominant for me to go against here i am going to go ahead and take the bills i'm going against you one more time i gotta I gotta roll with josh Allen, my mom's boy josh allen here and roll on this mvp train and this super bowl train for the bills so to recap all of that we have baltimore and new england i am taking baltimore scott is taking the patriots Detroit against Minnesota. Scott is taking Detroit. I am taking Minnesota. Philadelphia against Washington. We're both taking Philadelphia. San Francisco against Denver. We're both taking San Francisco. Green Bay against Tampa Bay. We're both taking Tampa Bay. Buffalo against Miami. Once again, I'm taking Buffalo. Scott is taking the Miami Dolphins. Now, those are Scott's locks and Ricks versus Gricks, but you can't really take that seriously can't really he's going up against me you can't really take yeah. that seriously. But yeah but you got you have home field advantage when you start hearing kenny rogers playing in the background that's when you know it's really real that's when you know it's time for the calvin ridley memorial betting slip oh yes yes poor calvin ridley still holding out on suspension i'm assuming not making any public bets maybe he has a bookie now <laughs>
1: He has a burner account somewhere.
0: <laughs> burner trap under Ridley Calvin. Uh, he's having one of oh god.
1: He's having one of his buddies use his FanDuel account. He just given. He's just been mowing him some money.
0: <laughs> Scott, this is the segment where you give us your. Uh, is it fifteen teams? 15, 15, 15, 15 leg parlay.
1: All 15 money line, no spreads, no over unders. It's just straight money line winners and lo-
0: winners for every game. That's what we love. So what is the uh what's the money line? What's the money price that we're looking at right now? You do $10, right? I do
1: $10 every week. $10 a week, very minimal investment. If this hits, that $10 investment will turn into $84,451.80.
0: <laughs> just ridiculous. I love it. <laughs> it's go time. All right, let's just let's let's lock up the uh you know load up the gun let's just start shooting what do we got there we go yeah
1: and no road distinct order nothing really to say about each game uh baltimore at new england like we already talked about i have new england buffalo at miami like we talked about i have miami uh new orleans at carolina fuck matt rule i'm taking new orleans on the road KC at indianapolis fuck frank wright i'm taking kansas city on the road Detroit and Minnesota, we just talked about that. Taking Dan Campbell, the man, the myth, the legend, the kneecap eater, Detroit. Uh, Philly at Washington, we talked about that. Taking Philly. Uh, One of the the two hardest games that I had to kind of go back and forth on all day. Las Vegas at Tennessee, I'm taking Vegas on the road. And then Houston at Chicago, another terrible, crappy game. I'm taking Houston on the road against Chicago. Yeah what a terrible man what two terrible matchups Speaking i like of, vegas edging I, them out because i don't trust tennessee secondary against Derek carr and Devontae adams and i don't know that they have
0: i don't trust tennessee at all they have no uh, the aj brown trade really kind of fucked them up derrick henry's finally starting to look like he has some miles on him Tannehill looks right. like me Tannehill. well and it, it, it's a battle of the belichick coaching tree so we'll
1: see what yeah. happens
0: <laughs> nothing, nothing good comes out of that tree. No,
1: and you think nothing good's going to come out of that tree? There's nothing good going to come out of this Houston Chicago game. I think it's going to be very low scoring. I think it's going to be a, a field goal deciding the game, and I just trust Lovey Smith a little bit more.
0: <laughs> yes. I wish I. Had thought- oh, and that's a homecoming game for Lovey. Yep, be against his old uh, his old team, the Bears.
1: Yep, and they had their defense does just enough to sustain. The 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 opposing offenses do really long drawn out drives that just ended field goals. They don't let them into the into the end zone very often. So I think that's why it
0: can come down to field goals. And that is kind um, of Chicago's game, especially on offense. Right. And I don't know that you're feeling some karma with uh, Justin Fields after what he said about the fans last week after that Sunday night game. Yeah, season. that was interesting. Put, I meant to talk to you about that earlier. We put in the work. <laughs> we put in the work, not the fans. You can't say that. It's true. Fans don't do shit. They just come there, drink beer, and then, you know, cuss out Aaron Rodgers. But they're doing it for you. (laughs) We're doing it for you. (laughs) You can't say that about the fans.
1: (laughs) Oh, God. But picking up where I left off, like I said, Houston over Chicago on the road. Um, I have, as great as the Jets have been playing, Cincinnati can't go 0-3. They they can't start 0-3, right? They can't. It just can't happen.
0: You'd be surprised unless I'm dying on a hill.
1: I don't know, man. I'm taking Cincinnati at the Jets, but I would be very – it wouldn't shock me. Um, oh. as, as this is my hit of the week last week, I had Jacksonville winning that game in Indianapolis last week. They're on the road again in L.A. against the Chargers. Chargers are too powerful. They aren't the Colts. <laughs> so I think we're going to see very normal Jacksonville Jaguars this week. And Chargers going to win that one. Um, another terrible game this week, Atlanta at Seattle. I'm taking the future Hall of Famer himself, Geno Smith, in Seattle. Let's go. We're riding that train till it gets off the tracks. Um, we already talked about Green Bay at Tampa. I'm taking Tampa. Um, Rams at Arizona. Um, we already talked about you know Cliff Kingsbury and all his shortcomings. And the Rams are very, very solid. I don't think Kyler Murray is going to have the ability to sustain a run for two minutes in a row and travel 84 total yards on that scramble um, with the rams defense i'm taking them on the road talked about san fran at denver um going with san fran and to end the week dallas at the giants this is another one i was wavering back and forth back and forth on
0: future hall of famer cooper rush
1: and i'm going with them i'm going dallas on the road in new york against the giants
0: you heard Jerry Jones talking about how he would actually welcome a quarterback controversy if that means Ooh. Cooper Rush is going to play that well. Everything he would It also kind of uh, wow. shows me that Jerry does not. Jerry really thinks that was a one-week wonder <laughs> with Cooper Rush. <laughs> if you're calling that out, oh, more Cooper Rush, Cooper Pass last week. Holy shit! I I'm curious for that game too. Might finally see Michael Gallup back too. Uh. Okay, I will roll with you here. I agree with I you just on. I think Jaguars. Michael Parsons is going to feast against the Giants. I feel like you were the person that put the eighty thousand dollar bet down on the Jaguars to win the AFC South. Was- <laughs> <laughs> if I had listen,
1: if I was so comfortable to the point where I could just put eighty Gs down on the Jaguars, I
0: I wouldn't be here right
1: now. I'd be it's- <laughs> somewhere in the world.
0: With the way that division's looking, it doesn't look too bad to me. I would actually kind of roll with it.
1: No, that's why I said that, like, that's why Frank Wright has to be on the the chopping block right now. The AFC South for years now, ever since Andrew Luck left Colton, arguably even years leading up to it, has been so soft.
0: I'm rolling with Trevor. At least for, not this week, but later. I'll roll with Trevor. (laughs) I saw him in real life. (laughs) Big dude, I can go with him. Oh, it's been a good show. You are going to win some money, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully. Because if you do, that means we will. Or you'll just you know make the right picks off of our analysis we are experts that is so yep for the lovely and you know what while we're doing this i think we should have some purely patriotic music playing there we go this really fits us this fits us yes yeah, with the with the flag on scott's shirt that is Ilya. Ladies and gentlemen, he has been fantastic As always Scott, thank you for being here We are going to have a great Football weekend, ladies and gentlemen This This music needs to stay Oh, it's staying It's closing without (laughs) I am your host, Reed Murphy (laughs) Stay safe, everybody oh my god it's so bad i want to close it out right oh god i could play this have a good football (laughs) weekend everybody (laughs) it just gets better i thought it was good this
1: is like right up there with like the vin diesel singing like i just don't even know which is better which would you rather listen to
0: I kind of want to put Vin Diesel singing the with this.
1: <laughs> this is so bad.
0: <laughs>
1: it doesn't stop.
0: This is the post-game peso music that you're asked. For. Somebody's going in. They're trying, just like we're ben trying. To make money, folks. This is Vin Diesel playing. It's Vin Diesel. Parks <laughs> and here. which you will hear <laughs> on the Sunday hangover as we continue to try and sign off. I don't think we're going fireworks. to fireworks. <laughs> fireworks means we're gone. <laughs> I'm getting out of here. Goodbye, folks. Have a great weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Stay safe again and enjoy football. Take us out, Thork!